This holiday will mark the clash of next-generation consoles in Microsoft's Xbox Series X and Sony's PlayStation 5. Curious about what's up with these video game systems? We've got you covered. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is Oscar Gonzalez, longtime gaming expert. Thanks, Oscar, for joining me. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me on. So the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are on tap for the holidays. What do we know about their launches? Right now, not a ton. Uh, we know they're both launching. Uh, ideally, they're both going to be launching in November. Um, we still don't know what games they're going to be launching with. We still don't know exactly how many versions are going to be launching. So there's still a lot of questions that should be clearing up within the next month. Right. And, and, and I guess importantly, we don't have pricing information yet, right? We don't actually know how much these things cost. Right. We, there is a range that we're looking at. Uh, the ideal range is, is going to be between 400 and 500. But both of the consoles are also looking to bring out a sort of cheaper version. And that price may, may be even below four, $400, but the expected is between four and 500 but for both consoles. Got it. Is it is it weird that we're so close to the holiday season without getting key information like price? It's very weird. It really comes down to E3 is the big event, gaming event that happens in June. That was canceled, obviously, because of everything that's going on with the pandemic. And both companies have gone to their own digital events to show off what they're having. The thing is, they're, they're doing it over multiple events, and now they're just playing, since they don't have to one-up each other at one big show like E3, now they're just playing chicken and see who's going to be the first to reveal their price and who's going to blink. So that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, is the idea that like whoever makes that first move, the, the second person or the second side can, can I guess, under, theoretically undercut the other party or do you think these price ranges are already kind of set the price ranges if they fluctuate they may fluctuate a little bit like 50 bucks if sony comes out tomorrow and says hey our playstation 5 is gonna be 500 dollars," it's very likely microsoft's gonna come out and say hey our xbox series x is gonna be 450 so if there is gonna be that that sort of little uh, just undercutting, it's going to be about 50 bucks. I, I doubt it's going to be a $100 difference like it was uh, with the Xbox One to PS4. Right, right. So uh, beyond, you know, there's obviously graphical improvements with these next-gen systems. What, what exactly are these systems boasting that would justify or warrant an upgrade for a gamer? The Arguably the big difference, like you said, eh, graphics are going to be better. Duh, that happens every generation. The big difference that they're both focusing on is storage. And I know that seems like, wow, storage, what a big deal. But it comes out of a hard drive. They're both using SSD drives. So the biggest issue for the past two decades with uh, Optigo-based systems is loading times. And this is what's going to get rid of that. SSD drives, they load up in fractions of a second. So you're going to have these big worlds that, that start up without having to wait for the now loading. And it's going to really revolutionize console gaming. It, PC gamers are used to this because they have these SSD drives. But this is the first time it's really becoming uh, con on, on the console and that they're really making full use of it to where uh, they're going to have 
where you turn off the game and next day you pop up right into the game that you turned off or uh, you could actually play multiple games and you could jump from one to another without having to load up uh, have to have the whole game load up. You could actually just jump over to well, whether you're playing from Halo and you want to go to Forza. If you w these are going to be very uh, convenient quality of life upgrades that console gamers have never experienced before. Gotcha. And speaking of games, and I know the the launch titles are still a little dubious, but we'll start with the PS5. What can we expect? At least from the early run of games, maybe not necessarily at launch, but at least in the in the first few months. In the first few months, the the biggest exclusive PlayStation Five exclusive is going to be the Miles Morales game. It's a sequel, but kind of expansion to the very popular Spider Man game for the PlayStation Four. So that is supposedly at launch, and it is by far the most hyped. Uh, exclusive game for the PlayStation 5. Uh, there's also a new Ratchet & Clank that's supposedly in the launch window, which is they pretty much say for the first month or first two months, that launch window. Uh, so that's going to be another exclusive. Then it's a lot of other multi-platform titles uh, and some indie titles that they'll throw in the well. Again, we don't know everything that's going to be on the launch lineup. But those are the two exclusives, with Miles Morales being the big, big get. Okay, and what about the Xbox Series X? I know Halo Infinite, which was the marquee launch title, has been delayed till next year. So what else is there? Not a lot. <laughs> uh, that is the... Halo being pushed back to 2021 was the... is a real downer for the Xbox. Uh, there most likely is going to be a Forza game which is popular, but exclusive-wise, as of right now, Microsoft doesn't have any, doesn't have a big, for sure, must-buy game, like in the case of Miles Morales. So they still could pull, pull something out of nowhere, just pull something on the hat that will be the big game that they will promote for the launch. But as of right now, exclusive-wise really isn't a big uh, a big game aside from Forza. Uh, and even that's not officially launched, but it should be. Got it. So right now, you know, we've got very little information on pricing or actual launch date. I'm not entirely sure about the games. Uh, you know, the, the biggest upgrade beyond graphics is, is storage. So I understand for hardcore gamers, you know, who need to have the latest and greatest, this, this is a must-have. But for other folks... Ultimately, why should I care about any of these systems? Well, when it comes to a more more casual audience, there's really not a reason to upgrade if you already have a PlayStation 4 and if you already have an Xbox One. Uh, it's not something you immediately have to jump to um, because there's not going to be a lot of games. I mean, that's the way it is with every console launch. There's not a ton of games. And there is sort of a almost like a break-in period where the developers have to take their time to get used to the, the, the hardware. In this case, both of the both of the companies are saying it's going to be very easy to get into the hardware and develop really good games for it. So the casual audience doesn't have to upgrade right away. But uh, there there is going to be maybe like next year where they want to upgrade. 
But uh, yeah, there's for the casual audience, they they can sit this one out unless they want to jump into the hype. Because when it comes to November, when these should be launching, it is going to be uh, just a lot of excitement over the uh, over the two consoles. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess ultimately, you know, who is this for? Like the, the those folks who are looking to buy in November to upgrade in November, who who is it just? Just the most hardcore gamers? I mean, what ultimately, who, who's going to be interested in buying this thing? It is going to be, obviously, for the hardcore gamers, the early tech adopters. Uh, it's going to be for fans of certain series of games. Uh, if Halo came out, a ton of people would buy the Xbox Series X right away. Uh, so, that obviously, that is, that is going to be uh, for next year. So... Off the bat, it, it, it's going to be those people that, that are going to upgrade without a second thought. Like everything else, uh, the casual audience, if they're not uh, taken up by the wave of excitement, they'll wait a bit. They'll wait until uh, if, it's, it's, if it's a parent buying for the kid, um, they'll wait until the kid wants it. If they want to wait for a certain big game to come out, uh, then they'll, they'll wait for that. Uh, so it, yeah, it, early on, the usually the first people that that buy the launch are for the hardcore gamers, the ones who are into uh, into technology, and the ones who are into whatever games that are coming out. So the casual audience can definitely they can definitely hold off until there are more games, until stuff gets cheaper, or until uh, it becomes uh, until their old systems uh, b- become uh, obsolete or broken. Then maybe they'll upgrade then. It definitely does feel like a weird time to be launching these new consoles. They're, you know, to we don't have a price on them yet, but to your point, they're they're looking at four to five hundred dollars. That's a lot to plunk down right now in the middle of a pandemic and, and a recession. So it's it is an interesting time. I imagine the hardcore gamers will be lining up to buy these systems on day one. It, it's hard for me to see if you're anything but a hardcore gamer. Uh, to, to do anything but wait, you know, wait a bit to see how the games roll out, to see how the technology gets used. But I mean, we'll see. It should be an interesting holiday season. And there's definitely a lot of excitement. So I'll give you that. But thanks for your time, Oscar. If you have any questions about these next gen consoles, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. Read all of our coverage on the Xbox Series X and PS5 on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.